Are you recording? Okay. Are you recording? Are you recording? Okay. Are you recording? (laughs) (laughs) Are you recording? (laughs) Now you're starting to sound like me. (laughs) But are you? So this is what I'm thinking. First episode. Like, we'll start with a bang. Like, we'll maybe we do, like, a cold open. Do you want to do, like, a cold open? And then maybe we can, like, have music and then get get our buddy Joel to do, like, a voiceover yeah, intro. Like a, that's a good idea. Welcome to the... And then we'll have it That's pertain. a really good idea. Yeah. We should do that. Like, but, like, do a cold open. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do we'll with do the it. rest of the episode. We'll do it. And just start it. Okay. And then maybe have some, like, music come in. That's a really that you're good... you're just... It's, it's going to punch you right in the mouth with it. And then... Did you shut... Mother! Hey! 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 Turn Wait, it! That's in my... Why? It's blowing my... Cow! I, when I said mute... Like, I didn't mean... You're going to blow... Listen, they have earbuds in. Did I blow your brains out? Because you can't form a complete sentence. I guess so. But for, no, also... No. Also... Copyright. Okay. Are you done? It's fine. Hold on. As Speak. long as we take 30 seconds, it's fine. So Speak just, into just my stop. Left we'll ear. do good. Speak into my left ear! Actually, you know what? This might work. Yeah, this is going to work. That's yeah? going to work. Okay, I'm glad you think so because... Yeah, I mean, it was loud, but... Yeah. All right, let's just get into it. Moisture farms, death stars, womp rats, tiny explosive holes, old Jedi mentor, Vader. All of this and more on the inaugural episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from a galaxy far, far away. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. All right, welcome everyone, one and all. Uh, Welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Sequel Men. Yeah, the podcast. Inaugural actually means first, so you don't even need to say the first inaugural. But I like it. Oh my! Introduce yourself. I should just slap Introduce myself. Introduce yourself. For that. Introduce oh, okay. yourself. Okay, my name's Christian. I am Spencer, and together we form the Sequel Men, as you've been told. Now, what we're gonna do is yeah. What now, is the you, what is you, the basis of this show? All right, you fill in if I miss okay. anything. But what we're gonna do, we're gonna take you guys on an adventure through just an infinite amount of film franchises. And we define franchises, I don't know, having at least three movies. Whether a that's trilogy. Or a, at I least would even a trilogy. say a sequel at some point, because that's our namesake. Right, so there, we might then. throw in little mini franchises, quote unquote. But what we're going to do is just take you through Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 of each movie, and just hit all the main points and discuss it, go deeper, add some humor... Add some insight, and then at the very and just end, some commentary, yeah, some commentary, and just talk about the films. And Our the, opinions, yes, and we are experts. I think we went to school for it. Yep, we're we're total experts. Nobody can surpass us in this subject. So it's important to note what we say is your new correct opinion. <laughs> but at there's the no end, questioning it. Correct. And at the end of each franchise, as we go through the movies of the franchise, we're individually going to... I created this scale, a ranking scale. It's called the FIN scale, F-I-N, the Final Important Necessary Scale. <laughs> yeah, and, I didn't hear about this. Oh, well, that's no. <laughs> why I'm telling you right now. Oh. So as, keep that in mind. It's a... Uh, Grand each, Poobah. Yeah. <laughs> Each movie, and you don't, we don't tell each other our scores until the very end of the franchise. We'll right. reveal it, and then we'll do like some sort of average it out and see what they rank. And the score we give them is our own personal until we reveal it at the end, and it's out of 100. And it doesn't necessarily mean, because there will be some films that I rate higher, but that doesn't mean it's my favorite one of the franchise. Like Okay, so you're thinking objectively... Yeah, this film's like better. Like I recognize that this <clears throat> film is better, but if you gave me that one or this one, I'd take this one even though okay. it's lower. Okay. Because I'm going to be realistic. Doesn't mean it's my favorite. Right. Like I know tiramisu is a better dessert, but if you gave what me that, is that it's a really what is hard, that? It's dessert. It's what a delicious, is that? <laughs> it's we'll get to that. No, it's a delicious <laughs> dessert. But some days, if you're like, do you want this fancy or do you want vanilla ice cream? I'm like, yeah, I'll just have some ice cream. Because I'd like that more than 
the other. But anyway, so why don't you tell them, hit them with the truth. What are we starting with? What franchise are we kicking this off with? Well, Introduce I, it. I hope you're all loving the show so far because that's exactly what we're going into. We're starting off with Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Right, that's our first movie. Yes. We're doing the Star Wars franchise. And have we decided right. if we're doing the spin-offs? I don't know. Well, we can do we it if little, we want to later. Right, and we have a little bit. We're going to do it in release order. Yes. So 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 9. And yes. this will all... This is all leading up to episode 9, release 9. Essentially. Night. If we plan it correctly, which... That's well, what I mean, we're trying to do. We decide when we release these episodes, so we'll yeah, that's just right. do it. We decide. Not so, you. So, if you're listening, if you got your earbuds in, you got your headphones on. We're in charge on, now, Phasma. We're we in are. charge. <laughs> we are in charge. <laughs> we're in your ear. Stick with us. If you've stuck with us this long, we're going to just dive right into it right now with Act One of the 1977 cult classic. No, it's not a cult it's classic. A, it's just it's a, a straight worldwide up worldwide phenomenon yeah, for Pete's that sake. That was a joke with New Hope. So. My first initial, like, what are your initial, because I'm going to be honest, I watched it last night as a refresher because it's been a couple years. I got to be honest, I haven't seen it all the way through in a good long while. I did watch the half, the first half of it a couple, two, three months ago, and it was at night and I did kind of get a little, I got distracted by something, but. It's easy to do because this is the movie. Flying mm. around, talking, flying around talking, talking, flying around, shooting sometimes, flying around. Well, I mean, you and me, we're the biggest Star Wars fans other than our buddy Joel. Who Joel, you heard, who did our intro, who, who yeah. Who did our intro, yeah. by the way. Shout out. Thanks, Joel. He's a co-producer of this. He helped us start the yep, show He originally. makes us sandwiches He'll He'll time. probably, yeah, he'll probably drop in every now and then. Oh, hopefully, we are going to have we'll him in on one of these episodes for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For Maybe sure. to wrap it all up, we'll bring him in. He'll be here for episode nine. For sure. For sure. And uh, he he'll he'll have a lot what? he'll have a lot to say, regardless of whether it's good or bad. But he he's uh, the biggest Star Wars fan that I know. But enough about, about him about as our Star show. Wars, right? Yeah. For nineteen seventy seven, okay, I, I get it. I get it. It's story. It's a good story. But honestly, it. You can tell it's 1977, not because of the effects or anything, but it's it's a little boring. The pacing is the issue, which is very surprising to me because yeah. the big thing about Star Wars was how how well paced it was. How it was, you know, George Lucas was a big fan of race car driving. It doesn't he got show in an in accident. This one. He actually got in an accident. That's in that podcast. Yeah, he yeah, did. a bad one, a bad Almost car died. crash. Yes, and he'd go cruising around. California streets and whatnot, but he loved cars, so he brought that. Whoops. He brought Quit that passion. Equipment. <laughs> he brought that passion into making the movie. It was all about speed, like the Millennium Falcon. It's fast, like the movie's supposed to go from here to here to here to here. But and it doesn't it, really. This one, looking back, it was such. Again, it was such a huge thing about it being so well paced, and it's just not to me now. There. The movie is just not fast paced to me. No. At when I watch it these days, and especially the first half, they don't get off Tatooine until an hour no, in the movie. Dude, there is a part the bad, and we'll get to it when we go through the the plot brief breakdown. Like I said, but the um the the battle like toward the end where there's like three different things happen and they get caught in the trash thing and then they're all shooting and <laughs> boop 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 through the halls. That's you're gonna like get a, us all killed. That's like a twenty minute sequence. It feels like. The I was half pit. No, just the whole where they're trying to get oh. out. Where they're trying to get out of oh. the, the, the the trash Death compactor or the no, Death no, Star. No, no, no. Oh. I'm, I'm talking the whole. See, sequence. I like that part. Oh, it's, it's fine. The opening it's hour. Really... The opening hour. <laughs> I stopped paying attention for a little bit. I was looking at stuff and writing some notes and whatnot. I looked up 20 minutes later. They were still running through the hall. <laughs> like, oh come on! No, they were, and nothing. Nothing happened. They were just pew, pew, pew. Uh, is that the same hall they shot in 20 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, I thought Cause so because I looked down. Was so low. I was playing on my thing because I'm like, I honestly, I was like, all right, I'm not going to miss anything. There's no dialogue really. And if there is, I'll look up. And I looked up 20 minutes later, maybe two hours. I don't know. Hallway, pew, pew, pew. And they're running and yelling. 
I don't know, Spencer. To be honest, I remember watching the movie. The movie. I remember watching I remember watching this film on the television the first time I ever saw it was TBS Superstation. We were having popcorn and malt night, I think, if I remember right. And I just remember the scene the hallways scene. Which is the whole the movie, if we're being honest. There's with, a with lot the, of hallways. You know, the walls. The, a lot of hallways those, in this movie. Uh, those shapes on the walls. The, the squares? The, not the squares, but they're, they're kind of cylinders with rounded on top. The, the, the energy imperial, beams? The energy light, lighting fixtures on the sides of the walls. They're kind of shaped oh, the like lamps. cylinders. Yeah, they're kind of whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, and the Lego I just remember the pattern. video game, you can hit those and get coins. So, I, I don't know if that's exactly what i mean but Sorry, anyway i'm gonna let say that it, go ahead i don't know anyway i just remember you. it's basically i what i remember what i remember basically is the scene where they swing over the chasm leah and luke oh yeah no that was cool that was cool and i remember the art style the death star everything gray and you got those white lighting fixtures built into the walls and that, all that stuff i really I, that's the thing that stuck with me but i think, I think the, the biggest thing that got me into Star Wars was actually the prequels. I saw Phantom Menace before I saw any other movie. I was very confused because I didn't get four, five, six, and then this was one, and I, I just didn't know enough about the lore to understand. So, like when Anakin was introduced, I originally thought Luke was Anakin's dad because in that movie Anakin was young, and what I knew of Luke was older. Very confused with the whole Skywalker thing. I didn't understand the concept of a prequel. And that's what I remember. That was my first um, Star Wars experience. But I quickly figured it out. I understood the concept. But my memory of watching this movie for the first time was after episode three came out, I was really amped. And I'm like, I have to watch more Star Wars. You've never seen this until after you watched... Revenge of the Sith? Is that what you just said? Yeah. So, Well, I mean, maybe before, <laughs> but not not sat there and watched it all the way through. So oh. I'm sitting there watching. I'm amped up because I'm like, this is right after episode three. I'm just continuing. I mean, it, I didn't realize, you know, several years after. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very disappointed because I just... And I was young. So all the fighting CGI, I'm like, this is awesome. This is the best oh, thing ever boy. made. What a... And I still, hold, I still hold Revenge of the Sith very high on my list. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. So I was kind of, I when I was watching A New Hope as a kid after that, like right after, I came home from the theater and I'm like, no, I got to watch this. And I was like, dude, I don't, th- this is not good. Because it wasn't good <laughs> to me. There wasn't enough action. I didn't get the concept oh. of a good story. Sorry. But watching it now... I still think that a little bit because it's just kind of boring. I agree with you on that. But I mean, uh, I liked it when I I like it enough. I like the storytelling. I like, you know, this is the thing that started everything. I know. Without this, we couldn't have the da 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 da. And there's a lot of some inconsistencies with the other films as a result because um I don't think George had any of that pre-planned. I mean, he had a general idea of what he wanted to do, but. He didn't know if this movie was going to be successful or not, so he didn't have everything, all the ducks in a row at that point. Then, because maybe he started with the fourth and thought afterward, I'd have to look it up. I thought maybe he thought afterward that oh, I don't know. I want to tell the story of Anakin with this, but you know what? I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to confuse the hell out of people. It's episode four. Fuck it. It's episode four. We're starting with four. We're doing it. And you know what? Maybe in 20 or 30 years, well, eh, he had the prequels. A, you know how difficult it was for him to write this script. I yeah, mean, it went through several rewrites. He had a hard time concentrating on writing. He went through several drafts. I mean, you had Mace Windy, <laughs> Luke Starkiller, oh, and yeah. a bunch of different names and places and things that got switched around. And But... There was I just a, think it's he funny, had, like, yeah, episode he had four. so much stuff Starting about Star Wars. Well, he he put that in, what, how, like, three years after the movie came out, oh, I didn't the know original that movie. 
he actually put in the subtitle episode four when it re-released, I believe. Just for fun to mess with people? Like, oh, well, no, there's he more had out a, there. You he gotta had find an them. idea. He, he probably had the idea, like, someday I'm going to go back and tell the story of episodes one through three, which are going to be, you know, how Vader came to be, what happened to Anakin. But we are talking about episode four right now. Yeah. Which and I uh, guess we were just talking about how we got into Star Wars and what movies got us started off. But us. I think for both of us, we're children of the prequel era, I guess you yeah, could so call Yeah, so I us. hold them a little higher st- than you old people. I still appreciate the originals, of course. Yeah. But I also appreciate and have nostalgia for the prequel trilogy because that's the stuff that I grew up with as a kid. You know, I had an Anakin backpack. With the sure. with the helmet, the pod racing, and the goggles yeah, sure and all, on it, and all that, and I remember seeing all the Star Wars merchandise and toys and everything. I had a blaster from Attack of the Clones. I have in this drawer right here. Oh my gosh! Qui Gon's lightsaber. <laughs> Let me see it right here. I had one of these. Yeah, don't I touch had the blade, idiot! I had one of Christian's these. Christian's fingers I was a are kid. dirty. Touch the blade. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that. Is what? Well, how? When did it come out? When did episode one come out? And that doesn't. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah. So that's a. But is that? This is from nineteen ninety nine. That's twenty years Hasbro. old. That this toy is twenty years, years old. old. I had. Oh man, this brings back. Oh, that's memories. the tits. This is cool. This I have a Vader cool. one too. It is cool. It's one of the cheap like Meyer ones. But right. Still. Cool. I had one of those too. Yeah. So that's why we're starting with Star Wars. We, we have a lot way. of passion for this series, and we enjoy <laughs> yeah. talking about it. I could talk about it for days. Yeah, I well, could... I'm going to let you... You, you want to, like, let's go through the plot. Okay. Just kind of break it down. So, right off the bat, honestly, this is a beautiful show. Okay, right. no, 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 no. The let opening me back shot, up. it's no, iconic. No, The Crawl. The Crawl. Well, the, everything the about the opening. John Williams score, incredible. And right away, I... Okay. One of the best parts of the film. Yeah. Overall, how they set it up, I love because it's right in the middle of something and you don't know. Oh, yeah. So it's that mystery. In media res and all yeah. that. Yeah. And you're like, well, who are these pe-? And it's already like battle, a ship's under attack. You don't know any characters. It opens so very it out Saturday morning, yeah. serial esque like. So I bet a lot of people card, are like, wait, did episode I, four. What did I miss? Where's the? Should right. I have known these people? Well, it's all telling. It's telling you what's going on, like the, the, Rebel Alliance of right, against that. the Evil Empire. Right, that. But I'm saying like they're escaping with the plans. I don't know the opening crawl by heart, but I almost wrote it down. I'm like, no, watch it for yourselves. So yeah, we get that iconic. It goes into the stars, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. With the planet that, and then another that planet. Tilt down. Yeah, yeah, and they do that, that in all of them, don't that's they? That's Tatooine that's and it's Moon, part. I think. Right? Yeah. What is that? Is that what it is? Just moon? What's that? Ah, it's moon. I think it's like, oh, I I a dog. What's his name? That's ah, dog. Whatever. You have a cat? <laughs> yeah, two cats. Cat one, cat two. That's moon one, moon two. <laughs> no. So but you anyway. Get and then you get this ship coming in and then another ship attacking it. And then C3PO and a chick droid and R2 just got interrupted a, doing a threesome. A what? There's a female droid. They were banging. No, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, they were. Because they all came out of like a closet. And they just got done. There wasn't done. a third droid. Yes, there was. Yes, was there? there was. Look it up. Was there really? Look it up. Are you gaslighting no, me? No, I, I don't even know what that means. I'll look it up. You can cut this out, but I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, I went to a new window. You can look it up. But there's, okay. We'll look it up later. You, It's real. So they just got done three-waying, hardcore. We're talking... C-3PO, other humanoid droid, other humanoid female chick droid, R2, right in the middle with all of his arms. He can go any way you want. You can go. It doesn't matter. It's it's great. And then Darth Vader comes in. I don't the, think you were watching the movie last night. I think you were dreaming. No, I was watching the movie. <laughs> they Because they were mad. They're pissed off because we were right in the I almost. Okay. And then I got interrupted by They were right in the middle. Vader. You saw Rogue One. Yeah. You're telling me they were having we're not... intercourse in the middle of the Battle of Scarif? Absolutely. Look it up. No. It's a little fishy looking. But then Vader, and I love this shot of Vader, because he's all black, and everything is all white. Anything we've seen That's so far has been all white. It's great. Because you know right away, boom, he's black the bad suit, guy. Black suit, evil. Yeah. 
Right. And the stormtroopers come in like maniacs. And I'm pretty sure they're not even aiming. Like the stunt people playing them or the extras, they're not aiming. They're just shooting. And that's why they miss. <laughs> Watch it. They're just shooting, holding the guns by their sides, having a good time. We're getting paid to be here. And they're hitting nothing. Well, neither are the rebels. True. No, the rebels are legitimately The rebels are better nothing. shots than the stormtroopers. Not in this opening because all the rebels die. Which <laughs> brings me captured. to our next point. No, but Vader, and this is cool because it, it introduces a very... Now, this was before J.J. Abrams, but a, a mystery box. You know his whole his whole mm. thing. He introduces things where you're like, well, what's that? And he got the concept from this Star Wars movie. He's referenced it. But they're talking about Death Star plans. And you don't know what the Death Star is. You don't know what these plans are. You don't know why he wants them. But there's no trace of them on the ship. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much the opening scene. And then R2 and C-3PO go into they, the You know, they go into the skate pod. They go down yeah. to Tatooine. And they their mission is to find old Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan is their, Kenobi. Is that why they leave? That's why that's their mission because she has the she puts the card right, in R2 yeah. and says like, you need to find Obi-Wan. Get and then an R2's escape pod like, and we gotta get go. out of here. R2's trying to find old old Ben. And C3PO is being a crash. As Luke and Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, and everyone on Tatooine knows him. The hermit old Ben. Yeah, this but senile old man. That's their mission is to find him and get him to come to their aid for the Rebel Alliance. Because right. things are coming to a head, especially with, okay, Rogue One came out 30-plus years later, but they just got done making a huge offensive against the Empire, and they're going to need all the help they can get. So right. They're they're out to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we don't, at this point, if you're a first-time viewer, you don't know who that is. You no, don't know the significance We don't know who he is. So you're just as interested. You're like, who is this guy? And you're thinking he's probably this young, but he's old. So... They're on the they and then as they're C-3PO, wandering the desert, they, they get, get they separate. Yeah, because C three PO is like, well, you're well, dumb. They, I'm gonna go this way. We should go this way. No, I think we should go right. that way. Okay, well, fine, you go whatever. And then here's what bugs me: C three PO is so back and forth in this whole movie. He flip flops like uh, John Kerry. The the is it John Kerry? John Kerry, the presidential yeah. candidate. Yeah, this, no, this, but this, but now not this. Anyway, they get stranded in a box. In an episode of Hoarders or Storage Wars, I can't decide. <laughs> they find each other, and C-3PO, this son of a gun, acts like he's excited to see R2 after he just ditched him. And don't play me. That's what I would have said to R2. I well, he was him. excited. He got he missed he's him. He's the one that wanted to go. Oh, oh, another thing. I thought it was funny. The the um, red-eye slave children that capture R2, they destroy him first, and they're like, yeah, this will work. Like, they zapped him. Like, that could have destroyed they didn't him. Dis- it was an ion blast. I know, but I, they don't know how that blast. works. They're kids, probably. They're, like, two foot tall. Well, they're I kids. think there were, they, some of them were performed by kids. Yeah. Slave labor. This is a long time ago. <laughs> slave In a galaxy labor. far, okay. far away. So the, sla- the slave kids. They weren't kids, children in the story, but anyway. Oh, I think they were. Listen to how they talk. No. And they don't Ooh, know. <laughs> yeah. And they're creepy. You don't know what these things are. They're kids. They're red-eyed slave kids. They set they, up a rummage sale, and it just so happens <laughs> they're to setting, be... They, they're, <laughs> they're sales fee. They're scavengers. Yeah, they're pop-up. They they run um like a traveling rummage sale. A traveling caravan of... Yeah, rummage sale. That's actually Robots a good way to describe it. and broken parts to but which... Guess... Uncle... Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru... They, they make a pit stop. Yeah, because the sand crawler. Uncle. The sand crawler. Well, Aunt Brew's down doing whatever look, in, the, in the homestead. Look. <laughs> that annoyed the piss out of me, by the way. Why? Because she's. Look, How was she supposed to look. say? Look. And they reuse it, I feel like. Like they just recorded it once. Like, yeah, that's good. If we need it again, we'll throw it in. Thanks. You're, you're done for the day. And and you're he, all set. Thanks. Spencer, <laughs> this is where we meet our main protagonist Luke. Skywalker. Young farm boy, moisture farmer, Annoying. on Tatooine, desert planet, Luke Skywalker. And Uncle Moisture. And they buy C-3PO and a different droid that malfunctions. They get R2-D2. Uncle Owen's like, hey, can you do this? And then Luke's like, but I wanted to go get the... And it's like, dude, shut up. You can do that later. Your uncle asked you to do something. Now go drink your blue milk. We're moving on. So... <laughs> So there's a bunch of stuff that happens there. We won't get into every that detail. That milk was really gross, by the way. It looked gross. According to Mark Hamill. 
Oh, there he. He had to. It was really tough to get down. Mm, well, it, it was. It, looks it was like really it. gross. I imagine so, which is why he's so whiny all the time because they're pumping this this poison. Probably it's probably poison down his throat. <laughs> But uh, a bunch of stuff happens. They talk. It's good Luke for your finds body. the he has a conversation with C three PO and R two about, or and he gets the me- part of the message. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope from Princess Leia, who was captured by Vader. And then they go. I'm skipping a bunch, but that's because these are just details. There's a bunch of talking. So fast forward to Luke. R two runs away. R two runs away to try and find Obi Wan. Luke and C three PO. It's Ben. Oh. No, Sorry. and here's the other thing. I think it's funny. This was like legitimately funny to me. Luke can't he just he cannot put it together that these two people are the same people. He knows one person with the last name Kenobi and he's it's like, Oh no, I know Ben Kenobi, no, I never heard Obi Wan. Like, it's like, yeah, you that's come on. He said he's in he's owned by an Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, I never I heard wonder of if he's Obi-Wan. I wonder if he's related to old Ben. You're dumb. It is. It's him. Well, he didn't know. <laughs> I know. They I could've, just, he could have had a brother or something. Yeah, but he could have. He but didn't it's, know. it's just funny to me. Like, nobody else has that last name. But um, he's like, do you think he's related? Yeah, I think they're related. <laughs> it's small talk. Yeah. So, so then, they go uh, out to look for R2, who escaped, who ran away to find Ben. Yes. Not Obi-Wan. Ben. Excuse me. Yeah. But. Ben Juan Kenobi. Didn't. Did they go out in the night, or did they wait until the morning? They waited until the morning, because then Uncle Owen was like, or Uncle, they, Aunt, one of them was like, where the hell's Luke? And he's like, I don't know, left over there, I can't see him with my binoculars. So then they're, they, it cuts to the morning, I think, and they're in that awesome, sweet, like, speeder. The land car, speeder. The land speeder, that thing is tight. Like, it's cool. I like that thing. When I was young, sidebar. When I was young, I told my grandma that someeday I will build one of those. <laughs> haven't done it yet. I haven't gotten around to it. I've been close. Why don't you build one for your son? Mm, he can a build me one. toy one. He's going to be smarter than I am. I'm training him to be an engineer somehow. I don't know. <laughs> so they find him, but not before they get attacked by sand people, which is that politically correct? Sand people? Come on. No. Tuscan they renamed Raiders. him Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, good call, George. Because Sand People, it really does sound. <laughs> it's not very good. No, but ba- but they that's still what they say were. Sand People. Yeah. and and, Revenge and that's of the fine. Sith. That they don't mean anything by it, except they they're sand. They live amongst the sand, so they go <laughs> and they knock him out, and then Obi Wan Ben Kenobi comes in with this ridiculous sounding, wow. Wow! The original one is way better. That's a special edition change. Yeah, it's stupid. Either one, I just don't think it fits. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I don't really like it either. So they wake him up. Hey, what you got there, kid? I got these droids to say they belong to Obi Wan Kenobi. Do you know him? Obi Wan Kenobi. It's me. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Do it. Say it. How you were gonna say it? No, that's a name that I haven't heard in a long time. That was pretty good, Alec. Long long time and he's like well do you know him like of course i know of course i know him he's me (laughs) and then luke is his head explodes they had to get a new actor because his head explodes (laughs) and then ben shows he gets the full message from r2 you you fought with my father and i need you to help me save get rescued from vader ben's like yep let's go right now and then luke's like no i can't go anywhere and then his some, how does how do they end you're up? You're just you're you're <laughs> Am I spinning. Going all over? Yes. Okay. Well, not a whole lot happens. They watch they, the thing. He finds out this is Obi Wan. Obi Wan welcomes them into his homestead, his little hermit hub, whatever. Oh yeah, and he gives him and the he lightsaber. He gives him his father's lightsaber. This is a big thing that I forgot I, his, for some he reason. gives him the lightsaber he uh, uh more civilized uh what's the f- oh, i cannot believe this i'm a star wars fan i'm forgetting the dang i lines. forgot it too but he ignites it it's very cool a more elegant weapon yeah there you go for a civilized age there you go and it's cool for that's the first time age. we see a laser sword as they were originally called they're but called it's a lightsaber. lasers yes it's a lightsaber. here's the thing you'll learn as we go through these i love anytime a lightsaber is even ignited that's why i watch or that's why i used to watch 
the movie. Like those are the YouTube videos I watch. Like I like I, lightsaber battle. That was my top, one of my tops. One thing that I was expecting, and I really wish he would have touched up a little bit more, is I wish he would have gone back and redone the lightsaber effect to make him look like I the agree. prequels. Yeah, the colors they off. Still looked. You like can a glowing see, stick. You can, you can see where they cut. The color's to add more it cyan yeah. other, rather than blue. And I'm like, you changed all this stuff. That's an easy fix, isn't it? Just That's, make them look like the like new. Ben's lightsaber looks good. Does I thought Vader's looked fine. Vader's look. I don't, ben, it didn't. Look, this is why point, I should have watched the movie before point, I did this. Damn it. Luke. Uh, Dang it. Anakin's old. Nope. Smoother. No, Luke's. Uh, lightsaber that Ben gave him, his dad's. It's just like white. You can't even tell it's blue. At, at, like there's certain times where you, it's just white. They rotoscoped those in. I'm just in like, post. well, why couldn't they? That's uh, Andrew, our friend Andrew Smith. Remember him? Right. He. Oh, he could have. He done could go do it. Second. Like right now, it's easy. Well, of course, it's easier now. Well, no, but th- he went back and did it with technology. He did after the prequels. This is when they came out with all the Blu-rays. Like the I thought you were talking about Andrew stuff. went back and did it. No, no sorry. No, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. No, he didn't. I don't know why he didn't fix that in a new movie. Me hall. neither. Of it, all it, the it things is a to just annoying. leave. It is a little like, annoying. Like, you know what? The fans deserve this original. That's one thing we would have wanted you to fix. That's the one it would've thing. would have made it look like. The effect for the time was very cool. And he's waving it around like, and he's, I'm su- like, why did Ben not be like, can you be careful, please? That cuts through anything. You're in right. my house. <laughs> but he's just like, no, yeah, you know what? You keep waving that thing around. You've never seen it. Yeah, wave it around. May the force be with you. It protects me. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They talk in the hut about the message in R2, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, we got to go. He shows him the message. Yeah. After Ben tells him about his father's history and what happened to him. Right. Oh, yeah. And this is important because he's like, oh, uh, I fought, they fought with your the Clone father. Wars. Or yeah, the Clone Wars. And Darth Vader killed him. So you're like, oh, they have a history. So now Darth Vader is connected to Luke. It's connected to in Ben. In this way. Yeah. Cause they're like, and oh, Ben. Vader killed my dad. And you're like, and that's a huge mystery that I love too is who is his dad? Like, do we ever, we are we ever going to find out? <laughs> we do. Not in this one, though. Right. So he fought with. Ben, Vader was a pupil of his, he says, and he got seduced by the dark side. You, yeah. So then somehow they they find the, the Sand Slaves kids, red-eye Sand Slaves. The Jawas? Yeah, they're dead. Stormtroopers came and destroyed them. That's because they Luke's tracked like, them to the, they knew right. that they oh, picked they them want, up. Oh, because they want, they know that R2 they has want, a message yes, for somebody. R2 has the plans to the Death Star. Yes, and that's yes. actually why Leia wants to get R2 to Obi-Wan so he can get right. the plans and give the plans to Organa on all On a condensed version, on a condensed way of saying it, that's the whole plot. Yes. It's a, get R2, essentially. Get R2 to get Alderaan to get so the, the plans can't destroy to the rebels. Because then they'll figure out Alderaan. the weakness of the Death Star. So Luke finds his dead parent or aunt and uncle the empire found out from the jawas that uh, yeah i'm sure v- there's aunt, a cut back to vader talking to leia or something aunt Brew right? and uncle some well there's a conference room scene but i'm not sure if oh, that yeah, and he takes chokes place the guy. before let me see i don't know i don't you just know. watched it last night i know but it was all kind of a blur to me but let's just say it was in here somewhere conference room bowl cuts like hey the force sucks it's not real he's an atheist essentially and then vader's like your lack of faith is a servant i'm gonna choke you out he Tarkin. doesn't have a bowl cut he kind of does look it up he's then, balding sure but as the little bit of hair that he has it's not important but it's a little bit of a bowl cut and then tarky's like hey stop it and then vader's like whatever but i will because he's not really in charge he thinks he is he's he acts all big and then we go back, Luke, oh, 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 I thought this was funny. When Luke is getting into the speeder to go check on his aunt and uncle, Obi-Ben Kenobi is like, hey, it's too dangerous, don't go. And then literally stands there for 30 seconds and watches him leave. <laughs> hey, you wait, Luke, but I'm going to stand here and watch. What was so he supposed leaves. to do? He's an old man. He could have used the force to yank him back. I just thought it was funny no. that he said that and then stood there and did nothing. 
Like, didn't even continue talking. Just don't. It's dangerous. All right. So he, he has, Luke has very minimal reaction to his aunt and uncle dying. Do you notice that? He sees him, doesn't cry or anything. He's just like, I have nothing left. Let's go. We should go. So that's the end of Act 1. And decent start, but, uh, I mean, a little slow. Not 100% my taste, but a good, strong start. So if you want to rewind anything else that I missed <clears throat> or that you wanted well, to go deeper in. Spencer, deeper into thought about? Yes. This is a good opportunity for me to introduce a topic that I really care about within Star Wars. It's something that just came to my attention a few years ago, actually, and it's kind of really deepened the meaning of the franchise to me, and that's Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, The Hero's Cycle. The book you were reading before yeah, the show, the, right? His book, Prepare, The Hero of a Thousand Faces. Um, it's very, very influential. George Lucas read this. He read his works. Joseph Campbell, and just to give you an idea of who Joseph Campbell is, he is, uh, in 1934, he was professor of literature at Sarah Lawrence College. He specialized in comparative mythology, and his theory, the hero's journey, his theories were inspired by Jungian, Jungian, Carl Jung. Carl Jung, he's a psychologist. Sounds right. Analytical psychology. His He influenced Joseph Campbell, and Joseph Campbell's theories and work with the hero's journey influenced George. And are now influencing us. Yes, exactly, and influence, uh, influencing a lot of media that we enjoy. Now, just to get into it, again, his quintessential work is the hero with a thousand faces. And like I said, this is where he talks about the hero's journey or the hero's cycle, which is something we see... In literally I'm everything. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> literally everything. You any, see it. any good story. Okay. Has any these good elements. story. You see it a lot in it. Um, the Bible contains some elements of the hero's journey. Great book. Uh, different mythologies around the world contain, and legends around the world contain the hero's journey. Um, Homer's Odyssey, the hero's journey. Uh, what else? The Legend of Zelda is a great example of the hero's journey. One of my personal favorite examples. And also. Um, the Lord of the Rings is an almost perfect example as well of the hero's journey. Now, what starts the hero's journey off? The hero's journey can be structured in almost like a ring, where you start at one point, you work your way around, and you get back to the beginning, practically. The last stage is the return. The first stage is the call to adventure, and that's the one I want to focus on right now. Because this whole movie is essentially the first yes. starting point. It's, it's basically not, it the first quarter most of the movies, circle follow the hero's journey throughout the whole movie this i mean does but in in the bigger grander scheme of things star wars does it by movie because mm -hmm. there's like three main points in the here in your in your ring right right yes and this covers the first one the next one covers the second one third one yes so this this kind of expands it it gets deeper into it which makes that's what makes star wars so incredible really because they can stretch this idea out over three films right and conclude it in a way that re it, it, it fulfills its destiny, ah, if I may. Good word. That's an excellent word, actually. Thanks. Excellent My mom word. taught me that word. Oh, when did she teach you that word? I don't know. I was like three. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the call to adventure. That's the first stage of this ring cycle. And that has to do with these droids falling into Luke's hands. Now, this is what really, this is kind of what propels Luke on this journey, the droids. R2 and C3PO. R2 and C3PO. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, we just got done. Right. Um, just a re recap. The droids ending up with him put him in, it kind of launches his trajectory moving forward because if he never got a hold of the droids, he wouldn't have had to meet Obi-Wan. You know, just a sidebar, it's kind of, it's interesting. The droids are kind of what started Star Wars off. Well, they're like the first characters we see, aren't they? Yes. So, like, right away, we know the they're The first important. meaningful and character. Maybe what that I'm we saying see. isn't, yeah. And it's just kind of neat that they're not like the main characters, but they're the ones that really get the ball rolling. Yes. Yes. I mean, essentially. They're the ones that ins get Luke involved in this conflict, and Obi-Wan's the one that really propels him into it. He's he, yeah, he's yeah. the one that, he wants Luke to come with him and help. The he's wise, the one who's really calling for Luke. He's like, I'm getting too old for this. I need your help. The wise old mentor. 
Yes, the wise mentor, the supernatural aid in a way. Yes, that. Obi-Wan, and that's that's basically the second part. Um, the call to adventure. Actually, no, we have the... Ref- the call to adventure and meeting the mentor in this film really go hand in hand because Obi-Wan's the one who calls him to adventure after he gets a hold of the droids that gets him entangled in it. And then after Obi-Wan calls him to adventure, he's like, I want you to join me on this quest. And he rejects it first. Yes. Which Luke, isn't that another, like that's a thing that happens. They reject it first, but then they go. Yes. Like that's kind of a theme. They reject it. They're and like, then nah. they And then something happens and then they're like, okay, yeah. They reject it and then the mentor kind of uh, persuades them or something happens to yeah, them something ha- that in causes this case, them to make happened. that resolution. I'm going yeah. to move ahead with this. But first, that's exactly what Luke does. He refuses it. He's like, I can't go. I have to, I got to work uncle. at the farm. My aunt and uncle need me. And that's exactly what Campbell writes in the book. He writes, refusal of the summons converts the adventure into its negative. Walden boredom, hard work, or culture, the subject loses the power of significant affirmative action and becomes a victim to be saved. Like, he gets stuck in this, oh, boring, I need to stay home, I need to do my chores, my aunt and uncle, I can't go on an adventure. Right, he wants to, but he, but he feels the circumstances like he can't, because his, his uncle can't. is yeah. kind of like, hey, one more year, That's what and you then you can say. do, exactly. And then they die, and he's like, well, he's like, I, opportunity here. Opportunity, I, I'm going to, you know, there's nothing left for me here, Obi-Wan, I'm going to go with you, I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi, like my father. And that's what happens. And now moving into the second act here, we see him crossing into the next threshold, crossing over the threshold into this new domain. Yeah. Do you want to get into Act 2, or did you have more about Act 1, or are you going to incorporate your second point into the... Was that your segue? That was my segue, and you just fucked it up. Well, do it again. (laughs) Did I really? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Oh, (laughs) No, yeah. But that the, the hero's journey is something we're going to probably be bringing up oh, yeah. every now and then. We're going to talk about it n- more and more. Because that's how that. movies are made. Big George Lucas was big on that. Mm-hmm. That whole concept. It shows. He did a very good job. So, moving on. Act two. And oh boy. Buckle up. Luke's uncle and aunt, they've died. That's Act 1. That's the end of Act 1. So then he's like, you know what, Obi-Wan? I'm in. There's nothing else for me here. My home's destroyed. Mm -hmm. Let's go. They go. Obi-Wan's like, well, we need to ride off the planet, essentially. And And where does Obi-Wan knows exactly where to go to do that? He does. He's like the most despicable. Or what's the exact line? Uh, Moss Eisley space. Moss Eisley spaceport. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, so that's promising. So they go down there, and it it's exactly that. Yes. <laughs> there's there's stormtroopers. That, there's CGI monsters walking around. And, yeah, we're going to pretend no. those don't exist. He added those later. But there's stormtroopers patrolling because they know something's up. There's, I mean, there's, there's scum bags and checkpoints and, and gangsters probably. And drug dealers, drug spice dealers, dealers death and Star stick Wars. dealers, death stick dealers, <laughs> death stick dealers. Okay, so they get there. They get stopped by a stormtrooper. Is like I need some credentials and bading, bading, bading. I didn't tell you this, guys, people, but somewhere hidden in these movies, in every movie, I'm gonna hit you, and you're never gonna know when it's coming with a super secret side character biography. And my little background for them. <laughs> and here it is. Are you ready? This stormtrooper gets manipulated by Ben Kenobi with the Force. These aren't the droids you're looking for. You, you tell us to move along. So he does. And I'm thinking about it. And here's the story on this guy. That stormtrooper probably got murdered or fired from his job. Because that his one job was to get the droids. Okay? So he has to go home and tell his wife now... And he can't face her because he just lost his job. 
and she's always telling him how he needs to stand up for himself, okay? And he just let the droids go that could have finally given him that promotion. So now, she's threatening to leave him. They have two kids. They had three, but one was murdered trying to sell droids at a traveling garage sale. They are barely scraping by, Christian. And Children. Uh, yeah, this is my bio for this stormtrooper that let him go. This, it's Just go with it. It's all going to come. It's going to end with a big plot <laughs> twist. So they're barely scraping by the stormtrooper and his wife who just lost his job. And because the dumbass, he lost his job. So she obviously leaves him. He gets hooked on death sticks, joins the rebellion, gets shot down on his first day at training. He lives, realizes it's a lost cause, lays low for several years. His face is horribly deformed. He finds an online Jedi course, learns the force at uh, the University of Phoenix online. This leads to a hell of an internship that he happened to land with the Empire, Palpatine specifically. So... He swears he will never be manipulated by the Force again that caused him to lose the droids he was, in fact, looking for. He gets good enough to train a few kids and just bides his time until the Emperor kicks the bucket, okay? And then he takes this as an opportunity start fresh, a new order, if you will. So he gathers some followers. Eventually, it goes viral with his revolutionary ideas. People forget what he looks like. And he starts to gain some steam in world domination. Nobody could ever resist them, these people that he's got going in this new order. He rises to power. He goes dark. This guy, his name revealed to be Jonathan Jethro Ebenezer Snoke. Jonathan Jethro Ebenezer Snoke. John Snoke. And that is the background for Supreme Leader Snoke that we will get to Later on in the franchise. He's that stormtrooper. Or will we? We will. That sounds like some fan fiction. <laughs> it's not. That's real. Imagine, he just lost the droid. That's his one job. He, and he, his wife leaves him. He's it's like depressed. Like a little pebble falling down and causing an avalanche, right? Yes, exactly. So, where, where, what were we talking about last? They get to Mos Eisley, right? And they're looking for a place. They're looking for... A smuggler, a, sh a person, a captain, someone who has a ship to get him off world. To Alderaan. To, to get him to off Alderaan. world, to go to Alderaan to get this this data to Leia's father. Yeah. Um. So they make a deal with uh, a smuggler named Han Solo and his partner, Chewbacca, who is a Wookiee. Big giant, hairy. Giant hairy walking carpet. <laughs> that, yeah, essentially, yes. <laughs> According to Leia, um... So they make a deal with them. A lot of credits, though. They had to sell the land speeder. Oh, I missed that detail. Yeah, they have to that's sell good. the land I mean, speeder. That's a very not important thing, but it's cool, though. Meanwhile, Han Solo's got his own troubles with Jabba the Hutt. He owes him a lot of money. Who we don't know who he We haven't been introduced to him yet, so that's another the, mystery. We're introduced to Jabba in this movie. Not but in the not, original, original cut, but... Right, we're pretending that doesn't exist. They threw in a scene with... It's a very bad CGI job. But anyway, we don't know okay. who he is. So anyway, Han takes them, brings them to his ship, the Millennium Falcon. Very famous. He What is it? The Kessel Run and 12 parsecs. Junk. It's less than 12 parsecs. Uh, only if you're round down. Can I sidebar down. real quick? Only if you're round. What is... Not if oh. you're round down, buddy. Is that okay? From I don't solo. know. Anyway, what is a parsec? What's the whole thing with these? Like, why is this impressive? Because I it... am so unprepared to tell you that information. We'll look what it up is later. A parsec? We'll look it up later. There's a whole controversy surrounding them, though. A whole controversy around the use of the word parsec in Star Wars, but Star Wars is 12. Star I Wars is a space opera, eight. space fantasy, so it's not, it doesn't have to obey by reality's rules. Anyway, no. so they charter passage with Han and his partner. He shoots Greedo first. They leave. They leave, but this guy who's spying on them told another group of stormtroopers they're going to Hangar Bay, Docking Bay 94, I believe it is. They're going to Docking Bay 94. Sure. And then the stormtroopers...
They find them. You're done? Yeah. Oh, they <laughs> the chase them. The stormtroopers chase them. They start shooting at the Falcon. The Falcon takes off, flies up. Speed. They they let the Star Destroyers know. That's the Imperial ships. They let the Star Destroyers know that they're leaving. And they jump to light speed and escape on their way to Alderaan. He's like, I told you I couldn't get her away from them. <laughs> and then Meanwhile, on the ship, they're playing R2 and Chewie are playing Claymation Smash Brothers. I made that note. I just thought it was kind of funny. And oh, oh, they go. Oh. But I'll let you finish. But mixed in with this, after they get out, we go back to Leia meets Darth, and I, I was autocorrected to Tarkington. <laughs> so Tarkington and Darth, <laughs> they are like, yo, if you just tell us what's up, what you got on your planet, whatever, we're going to not destroy it. She's like, well, yeah, they blah, blah, blah. And she says something. They're like, all right, destroy it. And she's like, but what? And he's like, yeah, I lied. I, I don't know the dialogue there. So they destroy the entire planet with the Death Star, which is fully operational. So back to what you were saying. That's not... <laughs> oh, that's boy. real. That happens. They do that. What do you mean that's not? They destroy Alderaan? Yeah. They with do. the Death Star. After they're like, we won't. This is when you realize these guys, dicks, because they do. And she tells them what they want to hear. Okay? So let's go back to the Falcon. They're just flying through space. Luke is training with the lightsaber and the floaty orb thing. Han's like, the Force isn't real. And then Luke's like, you don't believe in the Force, do you? And I'm like, well, first of all, you just learned about it yesterday, so chill. And then Han's like, yeah, what I'm here. And Chewie's like, <laughs> and then Ben's like, it was a phone. And they talk, and he's like, put the shield on. He's like, but I can't see, because the thing's up. And he's like, use <laughs> your feelings, your instincts, the tingly in your crotch. So he does, and he deflects them all. They get the Death Star. They get pulled on. And Luke needs to chill for two minutes, because he's screaming in everybody's face. While they're trying to maneuver out of here, I don't know how he didn't get punched. Vader and crew search the ship. Vader, and then here's another really cool little seed that they planted. He's like, he senses Obi-Wan. And he's like, I haven't sensed this since. And then just leaves. Because he doesn't say it out loud. I thought that was very cool. That was a high point for me. Because it's just dropping a little bit more that they know each other. There's a history there. And you're like, I don't know who this guy is. But I like him. So they're they're on the Death Star, and this is about a two-hour sequence of them running through hallways and getting caught in a trash compactor in in stormtrooper disguises. Which I made a note here; they should have been given away right away, due to their accuracy and their um, entire like their compet competency. Competency. Yeah, other stormtroopers were like, yeah. None of us are actually like that. They're fake. They're actually hitting stuff. But somehow there's like, yeah, they're with us. And they, they talk their way into the system. Luke talks Han into saving Leia because there's a big reward because she's rich and maybe some bloaters. I don't know. So we have Han, Luke, and Chewie saving Leia in disguise, getting caught in the trash smasher, R2 saving them, while Obi-Wan is stealth-level midnight trying to find Vader and shut down the entire operation. I love this sequence, because you have a lot of moving parts, and everything has to go right, and Ben's like, guys, I'll go do the hard part. And he sneaks around to shut stuff down. He meets Vader, and they have the slowest, least exciting lightsaber battle of all time keep in mind this is the first film very true and these are two old men well no one guy Vader's is in a suit where he can't move 40s yeah and ben is like 900 years old in the movie in I real life he's, he's only 60 80. in the movie Pop. no 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 mm. i'm talking how old he really is because yeah, they like lived Guinness. in hundreds no what? i'm talking in the lore because Yoda was in like a In the lore, Obi-Wan is not 100. He's probably 100 years no, old. They age slower. he's not. For the sake of argument, he's 97. He can't move. They're playing with sticks. Luke comes out, 
and they're watching. Oh, and I thought this was kind of funny. All the stormtroopers are just literally standing around doing nothing. One of them nudges one and they go to watch. And they're just standing there watching this really slow battle. And then Vader kills him because Obi-Wan's like, yo, I can become more powerful than you could ever imagine. When I'm dead, he gives up and just disappears after Vader slices him. Luke's an idiot and he goes, no! And everybody's like, ah, there they are. They get out and go to, and I'm skipping a lot, I know. And actually, I Spencer, get to now that we're we at can... the end of Act 2, and we could that say... that concludes Act 2. We could say that uh, Luke crossing into the threshold, I wouldn't say he crosses into it um, and Moss Eisley. I would say it's not until after he leaves Tatooine on the Millennium Falcon that he's crossing that threshold. Because at that point, I think he, I don't know, he could have been in that cantina once or twice before. Doubt it. He, act, uh, he, he could have, he like could have he visited Moss Eisley. Be- Maybe. Well, actually, no, because... Uh, Obi-Wan is telling him about it, like, hey... He, he talks about, I've been to Anchorhead. Luke's been to Anchorhead, not Moss Eisley. So okay, he is going to Moss Eisley, and it's a new place for him. He has never, yeah. he's never been there. So he's I can, a teenager. Okay, so it, he, crossing the threshold is going to Moss Eisley and dealing with this, the scum and villainy of that place. So I, I, I guess it I is. just, I just changed my mind with well, the same explanation. Your first point was good because when he leaves the, he'd never left his planet before, so that's a bigger threshold, right? I would That's say this what was I like was thinking this of. is like the front porch steps leading up into the yeah. threshold, and then they leave. That's the actual threshold, mm-hmm. and then they're in space, and then Absolutely. the rest we'll get into when we hit up Act Three, which is coming at you. But yeah, yeah, and it, it there's a lot more to this hero's journey stuff sure. than how I'm explaining it. Uh, I would highly recommend you guys go online and look it up on Wikipedia or actually go and check out the book. You might even be able to find it from an open source online that yeah. where you can read this stuff and kind of get the full the full Monty on it. The full. <laughs> I don't know. That's not Monty, the right way. The but full power of the, the hero. The full power. Yes, but it's very interesting stuff. I highly recommend you it guys is. check it out. It's very you heavily should. Influencing Star Wars, and that's it's very interesting to me. Or go to film to school, me. they'll teach you in almost every class every day. To me, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to act, act two. What that was, act two. You're throwing me off. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, act three. Act three. We're moving so we on to act, act three. three. The epic final conclusion and this is where the film really picks up with the action and well the action everything this is where it really thickens (laughs) it does this is where the action thickens thicker yeah I mean than molasses there I filled it in for you (laughs) no (laughs) but no they escape on the Death Star right they escape from the Death Star after Obi-Wan sacrifices himself oh yeah and they have the TIE fighter attack with that music one of the best pieces yep. of Star Wars music and, ever. And Luke's all distraught because his mentor that he has known for a couple of days just died in front of him. Ascent, I mean, he has sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Luke doesn't get that yet, How why that's important. But anyway, we find out in this act. So they're escaping and they're being chased and they're trying to get away. And then... So Spencer, yeah, they, they get done with the TIE fighter attack, as you were saying. And then right. they go to Yavin because that's where the rebel base is. Remember. Remember? Oh, and they the have film. their yeah. yeah. They have their mon meeting. They have no, the no, no. Mon, she's not. There. She's not there yet. No, no, no. I'm, Who's I'm not, mon? I, so, We're not there I'm, yet. I'm a film ahead. My apologies. Spoiler. Two films ahead. <laughs> two films but, ahead. But they anyway, they do have a little conference where all the pilots a, the and the leader. Not the test. What the, the test? Not the test. They're going over their PowerPoint yeah, they're taking presentation. An exam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have their their diagram of the Death Star, and they're like, yeah, this little hole right here, if you shoot into there, it'll blow up. And then everybody's like, well, that, that, well, how is too small? Luke's like, oh, shit. I used to kill womp rats or whatever. The at hell. home on my T-16. At home. And everybody's T-15, like, who invited this kid? He's like 12 years old. Yeah, Luke, um, what else did you do? And then he he said, like, he can do it. Yeah. And this is when he. He was a legend before he became Jedi he, Knight. Exactly. <laughs> he anyway. was. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Here's another thing that troubled me when they got back to the base. Luke is there. Has anybody ever like met him before? Like, do they know him? No. He's just like a sixteen-year-old kid, and they're just like, "Yeah, give him a ship." <laughs> it was weird to me. 
Hey, they yeah, need Luke. all the help they can get. Well, I know, but he's five. They, they just even lost know Red Five one. at Scarif. They didn't even know. Like, yeah, Red Five. I imagine what I I know that this and he didn't can, happen. He flies a T sixteen, right? Okay, T fifteen, T sixteen. Well, it's an X wing. It's a lot different. It's bigger, and he just knows how to do it. Or they gave him a five minute YouTube video. I don't know. I wasn't there. It was a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. So he. The part when they're doing the red something standing by and the gold something standing by, Porkins standing by, red five standing by, that's Luke. Did nobody come over like, who? I thought this was just like a school trip for him. We're giving him a, a plane. He's fighting with us. Who is red five? Red five died. Now, who is this? They're experienced. This is Luke. You're 12. I no. don't know. But then they all act like they know him. Han has left. He's like, I'm taking my money and I'm out. Long story short, they fly for about eight hours around the Death Star. People die slowly. Luke lives. He turns his 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 uh, targeting mechanism off because Ben is like, "Use the force, Luke," and he's like, "How the hell?" He's all oh, the force, so he's a force plant in his brain. And he shoots, nails it in the small tiny hole. That's what she said. Blows up the entire Death Star. Han comes to save him before he gets shot down by Vader. And Vader goes swirling off in the middle of nowhere. Luke kills tens of thousands of people in the Death Star. They get medals of honor. Very awkward ceremony. That's pretty much it. Like, that's the movie. <laughs> that's... I, mean, I wouldn't describe it like that, but... <laughs> What I, that's we just went through the entire movie very quickly, a lot faster than what this movie actually actually goes. So that's that's it. So thanks for listening. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> So that was New Hope. I know we have a lot of questions that we want answered. Who is Vader? What is he all about? Who's Luke's dad? Who are the rest of his Where do parents? we go from here? We know Obi-Wan. I know it was meant as a voice is film. still around. How is he going to teach him? What did he mean by I'll become could more be powerful than you could ever imagine? Yeah. Having said all that, my favorite character besides Porkins is uh, is Ben. I mean, ben? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he's the he has the best performance. Of the entire well, thing. Well, because Alec Guinness He's is a legendary like, Exactly. Actor, so he knew what he was doing. Along with uh, Peter Cushing. But yeah, and that's... You can tell the ones that have been doing it for a while as opposed... So they carried it. But just how he was like this stealthy... He was a Jedi. Like, he was powerful, but he was... People didn't... He'd been hiding away so long and everybody just thought he was an old guy. So it was kind of like that moment. Like, your grandpa comes out and starts shooting hoops with you. And you're like, wow, he actually used to play. He's drilling them. But then he walks away in his walker, and you're like, wow, well, no. Same thing. That's why I liked him. The other, like, moment where I was just like, yes, I almost popped a bone, was when uh, Vader kind of had his uh, Thanos moment where it's like, I'll do it myself. And he got into his own custom oh, yeah. Pimp My Ride TIE fighter hmm. and went out and was flying around and showing, and, and he just kills everybody in his fighter. He shows that he's a far superior uh, pilot. But anyway... One of the seeds they sowed was, if you're paying attention, you could have guessed the father right away. Not, well, Vader is German for father, but besides that, Ben tells Luke that his dad was a really good pilot. And then Vader, it turns out, is revealed to be a really good pilot. So that's just to see, it's like, hinting. oh, it's I know, I, that's what I'm saying. I like that aspect of it. That knowing I never thought now. Of that before. Well, yeah. I didn't either until just now. But that's if you're paying attention, like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I told you I'm a sucker for lightsabers. So the first time Luke gets his dad's lightsaber and just zoom and is messing around with it and just playing with it kind of. Because it shows like, What's that noise? oh, sorry, it's my leg. He is this kid that doesn't know the dangers of this weapon. And he's just playing with it like kind of like a toy, like he was playing with his little starship in the beginning. And he's just waving it around, like, this is really neat. And 
it's cool that the first time he touched it, it was just like a toy to him. And as he progresses, it becomes the weapon. And he becomes more familiar with it. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, this is kind of cool. And then the second one is like, yeah. And then it's like, and he builds his own. So that was really looking, it's more of a looking back. How it started as a toy, and now, you know, it's something mm-hmm. that's, that's bigger. Any other last thoughts? I know we both agree it's very slow. It's it's hard it to get into. Time. It, and don't get me wrong. They spend the first hour of the movie on Tatooine. It's hard to move forward. Don't get there. me wrong. Great film, great story. Just to me, it's a '70s movie, and oh, it's, it's I can't appreciate is. it as much as what I would have if I was a, around during that time. But I'm not going to take anything away but, from it. But all that's going to be solved because the next one's an '80s film, three years later. 1980. So with what is it? I'll the, probably enjoy it better. The when Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I see. See, you ruined my segue. I ruined your segue. So now we're even. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're keeping it in. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our first inaugural episode. I did it again, Spencer. Um, <laughs> this has been the A New Hope edition. And from here on out, you can find us directly off the Podbean app that you can download onto your uh, Apple or Android device. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Or, you know, wherever else you find your podcasts or listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a review. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you could. We like to hear your feedback. So, Speaking of feedback, I have a different way they can find us. Mm-hmm. You can email us directly at sequelmen19 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll read every single email that anybody sends. Every single one. And just tell us what you thought of the podcast, what works, what might not work. Any we'll take that in consideration. Any other franchises you might want to hear us talk about. You can also find us on Instagram at SequelMen, the podcast, all one word. And Twitter at SequelMen19. The S and the M are capitalized. And don't forget Facebook at SequelMen, the podcast. Just type it up in that search bar. We can't wait for the next one. Because here at SequelMen, the podcast... Every film is created sequel. Take care.